Welcome to the I'm Just Curious podcast. My name is Carol. And my name is Lee. And this is a podcast about curiosity. Now, let's be clear. We all know that didn't work out well for the cat. But in reality, curiosity is a great way to learn. We're curious about everything. And obviously not experts in the subjects we'll be discussing. Let's face it, if we were, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. All right, today we're talking with Cindy Ulan. Cindy is the owner of Cindy Ulan Coaching. Cindy offers personal and professional coaching, training and development, facilitation and assessment administration. Cindy worked in human resources for over 20 years, primarily in the training and development, coaching, talent management, talent acquisition, and employee relations space. Her passion for talent development, employment, engagement, and connecting with business leaders comes naturally for her. As a leadership trainer, she facilitates a wide variety of training classes, retreats, and conferences to improve alignment, communication, and collaboration. Cindy is a certified instructor in Franklin Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Focus, Achieving Your Highest Priorities, and the Four Disciplines of Execution. She is certified in Everything Workplace, DISC, and the Predictive Index Assessments. In addition, she is a certified life coach and integrated nutrition health coach. As a certified life coach, she provides personal coaching to individuals who want to up-level an area of their life, complete a transformation, or reach an impossible goal. She believes that living a nutritious life is about nourishing ourselves in all areas of our life career, health, weight loss, relationships, and so much more. Cindy was born and raised in San Diego. She and her husband, Billy, moved to Prescott Valley, Arizona on January 1st, 2021, along with their Labrador Brody. They have two adult children, Bailey and Chris, who live in San Diego. Cindy enjoys hiking, kayaking, golf, rollerblading, yoga, and exploring Arizona. Hey. Well, we are very excited to have you here with us, Cindy. And um, yeah, hi, Cindy. Again, we did speak briefly before, but it's nice to finally put a name to the face. And it's nice to meet you. Thank you for taking your time to do this with us. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So just reading your bio there, um, I guess my first question is, um, what started your journey to become a life and health coach? Yeah, thanks for asking. I just love to tell kind of a little bit of my story. Um, as my bio mentions, I was in corporate America for many years, but specifically in a uh, landscape management um, arena and in industry for the past, oh, 20 years. And with human resources and coaching and training and development, I would say my favorite part of HR, because when you say HR, people usually think, oh, it's the policy oh. and procedures person. And I'm going to get told um, off. Yes. And so <laughs> we, you know, I was so blessed to work for uh, a couple of companies who really looked at human resources from who do you want to go see the principal's office or the guidance counselor. And so I was more perceived as the guidance counselor uh, for the past couple of organizations that I worked for as an internal employee. And my favorite parts of HR was really uh, helping people solve problems, uh, coaching people, being a mentor, and um, probably my most passionate is the training and development space. And so helping um, employees move into management and leadership positions and leaders become better leaders. And that was just such a, a great space. And so when I transitioned out of the corporate America workspace, um, I decided what what did I like most about what I did as an internal and how can I help others either up-level their career, their relationships, their uh, personal and professional lives. And my favorite thing to do was coaching and then training and development. So that's how I started Cindy Ulan Coaching, uh, which is now Cindy Ulan Coaching and Training. 
um, kind of pivoted uh, about halfway through this year. And so that's what I enjoy most is um, serving my clients and, and helping people take their lives either in a very small way or a complete transformation in um, meeting their personal and professional goals or personal and professional development. Wow. That's fair. That's awesome. I, I mean, look, you, you touched on it, but right, most people have this, you know, preconceived notion about HR, right? You know, it's a bigger issue, right? Like, and it might not, and it, and it might affect you in the workplace and you've got other stuff going on. So, you know, kind of recognizing that and being able to help people in that arena is, is, is probably quite refreshing, not only for you, but to understand that that is something that someone could help you with also, you know, as being the other person, being the recipient of that, you know, that yeah, coaching. Yeah, so, I mean, so I've seen, I mean, like, I see that you did it, you know, in a professional career, you know, like for a company. Now that you're doing it for yourself, are you, like, is your focus mostly on individuals or do you, are you helping like different companies or like, I mean, because with the, some of the stuff I read about you and some of the things you told me about yourself, I was thinking, oh my gosh, my company would benefit so greatly from having you come in and do some sort of coursework for us. But then I think also for myself personally, like I really am interested as well. So what is your specialty? Yeah. So here's, here's how it started at the, um, you know, beginning of Cindy Olin coaching was primarily, I was focused on one-on-one -on -one coaching. And so meeting with an individual who wanted to either, you know, up-level an area of their life, go through a transformation, or really look at what are some of the goals that they they have, but there is this self-limiting belief, or there's some roadblock, or um, they're stuck, and they can't quite figure out how to how to move past that. And so it started out as one-on-one -on -one coaching for personal and or professional development. Um, so if somebody was looking to up-level their career um, and they needed to improve their confidence of going after the career of their dreams or um, put in for that promotion that they've been wanting to go for. And so we needed to work on um, overcoming self-doubt and looking at building their confidence and um, why they should go after that goal. And so then what kind of happened was my passion for training and development, specifically leadership development training um, is what I focused on as an internal. And I found that I really missed that. So now when I was connecting with organizations um, in my local area or in my past area in San Diego and quite frankly, anywhere, I found that training and development uh, was an area that I truly missed. And so leadership development and helping those leaders in an organization take their careers to the next level or finding a gap in their leadership capabilities was an area that I knew I could help organizations with and had been doing it for several years um, as an internal. So I've added that component to my business and currently work with uh, companies to up-level either their um, management, or I even work with um, leaders in organizations from an executive coaching perspective. So if they have a leader um, that's doing great in a few areas and they have a gap somewhere or they want to up-level their career in a specific area, I can help them um, bridge that gap as well. So that's kind of how I've been working one-on-one -on -one with clients, but I also have this uh, capability to work with organizations um, with a leadership uh, development focus, customer service, time management. Um, there's so many different topics that I can help companies and that I currently help companies um, up-level their organization. Oh, that's great. That's that, fantastic. It is, yeah, like, I, I mean, a lot, a lot of this is obviously complete. I, I'm trying to comprehend how you would even go about that, right? When, when you've got such fast areas not, not only that you address but but the um i don't even know how to how to put it but 
like it's such it's such a wide spectrum right of all of that you know and 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 just the most simple thing could help in in other areas so i have a question is this something that you do like purely remotely or is it something that you you, you know that you travel to you know to different locations to do it you know specifically in the office or with the people or is it just literally remote remotely yeah so from a coaching perspective i do it all remotely currently and so that um, gives me the capability to uh, meet face to face even if it is through zoom you can still you know see body language facial expressions and i believe in the connection and you know, even prior to COVID, I was doing coaching remotely via Zoom um, before the pandemic. So that was a space that I felt super comfortable in. And then from a training and development perspective, I have done remote, but currently uh, locally here in the uh, Prescott uh, area, I'm currently working in person um, for a, a client who is preferring a in-person classroom setting. And so right. you get that personal connection and it is just so much more interactive when you're in person um, and, and able to move about a room and really get up close and personal to uh, practice the skills that you are learning um, with others in that same space. Right. Right. So, okay, so now I'm going to kind of ask questions about me because you can help me. <laughs> so, like, for instance, for like, let's just say that I'm your client and I currently work for in corporate America. I have a really good job um, and I like my job. I don't know that I necessarily want to move up into like management or anything that's not really a goal for mine within a company but I also like have been thinking because I'm getting you know I'm 52 now I'm going to be 53 I'm getting up there so I'm going to be retiring soon so and then when I say soon I, I mean within the next 10 years right and yeah. so you know I, they always say like do what brings you the most joy and I'm like what brings me the most joy? You know, I've had some really great things that I've done in my life, you know, with personal training and nutrition and all that. But when I think about it, what brings me the most joy is like puppies and dogs and animals. And, but then do I want to work with animals? You know, like, you know, so I think like, what, like, would you be able to help somebody to like figure out like, do I need to think of this as something I would try to like look for something different as a living or do I be looking for a hobby or, you know, like, how do you, do you help the person to kind of figure out how to, how to up level? Yeah. So there's a couple approaches that, that I take. And first and foremost, I always do a free consultation with a potential client because I want to make sure the client feels comfortable working with me and feels that I'm a good, um, you know, coach match for them and that they feel a connection with me personally. Um, and, and you can determine that on a, on a one hour free consultation. Um, and then from there, we complete what's called the circle of life tool. And basically it is an opportunity to look at 12 different areas of your life. And we will uh, take you through a process of, of giving yourself a score. And so if, for example, you scored yourself um, middle to you know, high on the career slice of the will, and you wanted to explore coaching further on that um, section of the will, that slice, then we would dive into like some high mileage questions around, okay, so are you looking for a hobby? Are you looking for a job? Or are you looking for a career? And so I talk about the differences between the hobby, the job, the career. And then as you 
are mentioning that you're looking at potentially retiring in X amount of years, then we would talk about a goal setting process of what that would look like for you. And so there's a, a series of questions. So first there's, okay, let's get clear on what you want to do and then why you want to do it and then how you want to do it. Because a lot of people want to go right for the how. It's like, weight loss is a great example. It's like, they just want to know how to do it, what to eat, but you really have to take a step back and ask yourself, what is it that you want to achieve? And then why, what's your compelling, why your compelling, why is going to propel you to take action on the goals that you want to achieve. And so, for example, in your case with your career or a hobby or a job, depending on what that looks like for you, we would look at what are some of the things that you are interested, what gets you up in the morning. Um, so I have a series of questions that really ask, okay, so, you know, how many hours do you really want to work? And is this something you want to do part-time and how can you make it work? And let's build a plan so that you can enjoy what you do. You um, enjoy getting up in the morning to do it. And you go to bed being and feeling like you brought value to the world, to the community, to somebody's life, to the animals, whatever that looks like. And so that at the end of the day, you feel productive, valued, and that you made a difference. Um, if that's what you're going for. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, to get like some fulfillment out of every day, right. Rather than just drearily drudging through every day. Mm -hmm. um, I have a question for you, Cindy. Like given the last couple of years, you know, obviously we've all know, we all know how the world's changed. Um, I think a lot of people have changed their perspective and, you know, have, you know, changed their priorities right now. Have you found that that change in mindset? And I, I, and I you know, for, for me personally, it's made me think in different ways about a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, now, do you do you find that that's like lent itself to to your approach, um, giving you you know more opportunities to reach out to people because people literally you, you know whether it's work from home or a complete change of of career or job or you know want to spend more time at home when maybe they didn't before they've learned to value stuff that they maybe took for took for granted prior as as that opened up you know kind of people to because I, I wouldn't normally think of anything like this right like this is so beyond my realm <laughs> honestly like yeah, I, I, mean, I mean I've heard I've been to enough corporate training like where where you know it's been drummed into me the why is so important right they talk about what is your why you know but um I would imagine that like if it's changed my perspective it would it would have changed a lot of people before it would have changed mine you yeah know? and we're polar opposites when it comes to that type of he's very steady very you know yeah he is what he is you know and me i'm like oh let's reach for the stars you know and so and i'm like well if you're going to reach for the stars someone's got to hold on to your left <laughs> ankle and make sure you don't just float away you know like that's kind of what that's that's kind of what like has appeared to to that's how our roles have kind of yeah you know and and, and the reaching for the stars petrifies me right like there's some comfort in being grounded and and um and being systematic and doing the same thing which infuriates me too uh, you know if I if I step back and think about it you know but there's an English side of that too, I think, right? Americans are tip, you typically have a slightly a different perspective. And even after 20 years, I'm still struggling with it at times. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess the first thing that I would answer was your comment about just um, from a mindset perspective and kind of the, the climate out there the last couple of years definitely right. has opened up the eyes to um, the, in, in the 
workforce that is out there today, um, people are looking at, okay, is this what I really want? Is what I'm doing currently today um, fulfilling me? And right. and even if it is, uh, to what extent? Because there's just low fulfillment, medium and high fulfillment. And we're finding, uh, when I say we, I think coaches in general, we're finding, I'm finding that people are are looking at, okay, so this is what I've been wanting to do, but I need the paycheck and the steady income. And oh, right. by the way, the benefits, you know, Absolutely. come yeah. with it as well. And, and that's kind of how we've um, been conditioned is you go to work, you know, you uh, work for a paycheck and you can also enjoy what you're doing and you have some fulfillment but have you ever taken a step back to say, okay, during the pandemic, a lot of people took a step back and said, okay, is this what I really want to be doing? I mean, you saw the biggest resignation, you know, within Absolutely. the last year and a half um, in the history and people going back to school, people going and getting certifications again, or, um, you know, building business plans around, you know, can I work from home? And I'll tell you what, there are a lot of people who realized they really do enjoy working from home and they figured out how to still be productive while working at home. Um, but, you know, I've also seen from a company perspective, the value of coming to work in, in person as well yeah. And, yeah. and building connections and rapport. I mean, there isn't anything like that, even from a training perspective and going back into, into the training world. So, so that's kind of to answer that question. And then I think that for those that are interested in making a, like a change or making a move career-wise or uh, just totally going in a different direction altogether, there's this um, fear and there's oh. a fear of failure. And a lot of people think of failure as something bad. And failure is just an opportunity to, to learn. And I equate failure equals learning. It's every single time you have a goal, anytime I've put a goal in place for myself, which I do annually every year, it's you have to keep taking action until you get the results you want. And in order to do that, I'm going to have to fail forward. And failing forward is keep doing what I need to do to take action to get the results I want. And the only way to do that is to up-level your confidence, get rid of that um, self-limiting doubt, and and go forward. And a lot of people need that nudge and they need somebody to help them, you know, kind of get over that, that summit to get to the other side, but pushing that boulder up the hill, it's right. discomfort. And you have to lean into discomfort. You have to lean into doubt. You have to lean into many facets of those, um, kind of quote, <laughs> negative emotions in order to get it to the other side, but taking action and taking action until you get the results you want, that takes perseverance. It takes confidence. It takes self-confidence. It takes energy. It takes optimism. It takes commitment, motivation. I mean, there's so many positive right. emotions that will get you there, but I can tell you emotion and positive emotion is the fuel to getting the results you want as well. Yeah, that, that's perfect. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm thinking my, know, my, my mind's too. going great. My mind's going great. <laughs> yeah. So I can give, I can give you an example um, okay. of, of one of my goals in the past that might kind of help pull it together and, you know, I, I felt that just me personally, I had a lot of um, wins. Um, I had a thriving career, um, married a couple kids, you know, the house, white picket fence and all of that. And, and I felt that I had like been thriving in many areas of my life. And um, one of the things I always prided myself on is being an athlete, but 
gosh, uh, getting on planes and traveling and um, taking care of everybody else. Uh, I, I got to a point where I wasn't quite taking care of myself from a, you know, health and, and physical exercise perspective and, and really implemented uh, an impossible goal process for me to say, okay, I want to lose 50 pounds and I want to do it in one year. And I gave myself a deadline date. And really what I needed to do personally was come up with my specific kind of action items that I wanted to do in Q1 and keep trying them and until I got the results I want. And when I was thinking about weight loss, I was thinking, okay, uh, well, 50 pounds, shit, I haven't even been able to lose five or 10 in like a few years. And so right. I decided to go all in and to go all in on me. And I would continue to take action uh, until, like I said, I can't say it enough until I got the results, but I had to keep trying different things. And so I think one, an example just to share with you is just, um, I thought that either drinking less wine was going to be extremely difficult right. and my five wineries that I belong to was like going away and I kind of had this ah but <laughs> what I decided to do was say okay I'm gonna give this a go but you know what I'm not giving up my my creamer my coffee and so I will tell you that I had my creamer my hazelnut creamer my coffee not the greatest stuff for you but I wasn't giving it up but then I realized, okay, so I lost a little bit of weight and I decided, okay, time to try something else because now I'm kind of stagnant again in this right. process. So I switched to half and half. And then from half and half, I switched to um, cinnamon, organic cinnamon, just a little bit in my coffee. I, I, I drink a, like that three years later. So it's right. like such a little example, but it's one thing that you have to keep taking action until you get the results. And I'm just giving you one little thing no. of many things that I had to try, but it's that perseverance of continuing to, to do uh, what you need to do to get the results. Um, and then trying, trying you know, eat different eating windows or intermittent fasting and just different things that uh, I could keep, I could keep going. And lo and behold, I, I lost my 50 pounds and kept it off. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Cause I mean, something as simple as that, right. But what, what it does, I think what I'm getting is, you know, it, it forges a mindset, right. You know, in the fact that you, you know, you're, you're constantly having to change or you're constantly having to look at what you're doing, establishing whether it's setting you in the right direction. And if not, just again, just another little change. As long as you're continuing to try, like you said, you're continuing to persevere. Um, and, and, and something as simple and probably seems kind of mundane and, and probably you wouldn't expect to have a huge influence, but it's well, more about setting the mindset than, yeah. than, than than what you're actually doing. Like like you said, like I'm sure at times it might have been it might seem like a step back, right? But the fact is you're you're doing something different today than what you did yesterday, in search of in, in search of the same goal. I'm thinking yeah. what you meant by that was that 50 pounds was a big impossible goal to you, and that the creamer was just one little part of that losing that 50 pounds, correct? Yes, that was just one. And the reason why it's called the impossible goal is because of my current belief at the time was that it was impossible. And so, and so you currently don't in the mindset, talking about the mindset, your current mindset is this is impossible. How can, how can I do this? It's, I've not, I haven't been able to do it in the past or it was, I've done some weight loss in the past or, and then I've gained it back, for example. And so creating the mindset about being open to the possibility of being able to do it. 
and overcoming that self-limiting belief is huge. And the biggest thing is that because it feels impossible, it's going to create a bunch of discomfort. It's going to create, oh my gosh, what did I sign up for? How am I going to do this? It all those negative thoughts come to surface, but how you start to change those beliefs and change the mindset and do like uh, what I call an audit of the mind. And so uncovering what are all the obstacles that I have in my head that is going to um, be a roadblock to losing the weight. And so that impossible goal process is really uncovering what all of those obstacles are and then creating a strategy for each one of those, write them all down on the left-hand side, draw an arrow, create all your strategies for every single obstacle. And you've got to get them down on paper because those obstacles are just self-limiting beliefs. They're excuses. If you really think about it at the end of the day, they really are. Absolutely. But but they feel real. They feel real, but they're just, yeah, thoughts that aren't really going to serve me through this process. So how can I overcome those with creating strategies around um, each one of those obstacles? Right. And then taking action. So the action really uh, follows that strategy, whatever the strategy you come up with. Okay, so now let's get to work. Right. And so for like your coaching, uh, like do you like meet with a person or a company like on a weekly basis or on a bi-weekly or how how do you set up your coaching with people? Yeah, so I... I believe in the power of meeting weekly. Um, so if it's a coaching client, um, one-on-one, we'll meet via Zoom weekly. I think the power of weekly accountability, uh, weekly coaching, weekly, okay, so what came up for you this week that was an obstacle that we can work through? Or what win did you have this week and how can we leverage that win and capitalize on any needed improvement? Uh, what recommendations can we talk through? And really, it's it's really the the client who's doing, you know, they're doing the work. So getting off the phone, getting off the call with me, that's where your work begins. Mm-hmm. Because now you've got to take um, what we talked about or the actions that you've committed to, and now it's time to get to work. And having a coach is like having your best friend, but there's no judgment. It's somebody that can be your cheerleader along the way, who can be a confident along the way, who can help you see and uncover things that you're not seeing. So we're talking a lot of time. What comes up is a lot of um, feedback from the client and they just, they don't see it Mm. and I can see it and I can help them uncover it and then work towards uh, a solution um, and and the actions that they need to take. Um, But it's up to them at the end of the day to really um, hone in on what they need to do. And it's about commitment. Commitment is um, another fuel. It's an emotion that will um, help a client take that action so that they get the results that they want. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk a lot about uh, putting things on your calendar. And um, I think that's great. You can put everything on your calendar, but what a coach can help do is like, I take my clients through a um, time, we talk about time management while there's no managing time. It's it's a Monday hour one, Friday hour done process. So we can really hone in on, hey, let's get your action items on the calendar, but you need to honor your calendar. The mm-hmm. most important thing for you to do is honor you. And the relationship that you have with you is most important. That means to honor your calendar. And if it says work out on this date or 
work on business or build a training program or whatever it is on your calendar and right. you've committed to your calendar, unless it is the house is burning down, that is the, you know, emergency that comes up. You mm -hmm. have to follow through on your commitment to yourself, which is what it says that you promised yourself you would do, whether it be self-care, whether it be listening to a podcast, working on your business, whatever that item is for you to up-level either yourself or um, some area of your life. Yeah, that's so great because it is so easy to like... I'm, you know, for like Lee and I, we go to work every day. We're good employees, you know, yada, yada, yada. If you told me that, you know, you got to work these hours and you get paid and da, 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 I'll do it. But when it comes to something outside of that, unless it's like, you know, our norm, we get, you know, you get your own routine if it's something that like you say that the, you keep saying up leveling if it's to up level I don't really I don't put any of that on my calendar and that's like right and, that's I, and I think you I think the point that you made and you hit on and I think that's the most important is that you know you've got to you got to invest in yourself right and 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 be happy with who you are who you are and and understand the positives that that has on everyone around you, right? Like, so if you just pick one thing, one area that you that that, that you want to concentrate on, I think a lot of the time, you know, we're we're not mindful of the fact that as to how positively that affects like everything else. You know, like you're happy at work, you're all, you know, how how that reflects in how happy you are at home. If you're happy at home, how that positively reflects in how how, how happy you are at work, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But the main thing is like being happy with yourself. Yeah. And you know, I'm reading, I'm reading through your um your your website right now. And 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 it seems to be like a you know an underlying message, you know, that that it's got to be about you. It's got to be about yourself, and and how that reflects in everything else. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, for for a lot of us women, I'll just like on a side note, just say we have, um, it, you know, we're taking care of the house and the family and the kids, and we're we're busy, and um, a lot of times we wear we wear like we say we're busy, and we wear that busyness like a a badge of honor. And um, it's great to be busy, but are you busy on the right things? And are you busy on the things that will help you uh, prosper and you um, become the the person that that you want to be, the best version of you. And, and that's really just taking a step back and um, people will come to me about um, improving like a relationship with somebody in their life. And the first question that I ask is, well, how do you feel about the relationship that you have with yourself? And, and that kind of is an aha because they're kind of stunned like, well, I've never really thought about that. And you really do have to look at, okay, so what, how would I rate on a scale of one to 10? Do, do I, do I like the way I show up for others? Do I like the way I show up for myself? Do I, you know, follow through on my commitments? Do I honor what I say I'm going to do? Do I take care of my body by nourishing it with healthy food? Um, am I, um, drinking excessive alcohol that's like not helping with, whatever. I mean, so it's really taking a look at what kind of relationship do you have with yourself? Do you like you? And, and, and people um, and clients will say, oh, I've never really thought of that. And it starts with you. It really does. But we get busy and we have careers and we have other obligations and so many other things going on. And, and um, we don't put ourselves first. And, and that is the best gift that you can give yourself is the gift of self-care and the gift of 
nourishing yourself uh, in all areas of your life, including um, your health and the relationship that you have with you. Right. Yeah, that's great. I mean, they always say, you know, take care of yourself first, you know, or, you know, if you're in an airplane, you know, make sure you put the mask on yourself first. And yeah, all, put the oxygen mask on. <laughs> yeah, it all makes sense. But when you just said it the way you said it of like, how do you show up? And like, the way you said it just was like more like, oh. Uh, that's a brilliant analogy. Never yeah. really thought of it that way. You know, like the, the, the mask, right? Like, how can you be expected to help other people if you can't help, if you haven't helped yourself first, right? Mm. Right. right. That's brilliant. So when we talked um, before, a couple weeks back about, uh, you had mentioned like the impossible goal. I know you've mentioned that a couple of times. Is that like... Is that like a, the, one of the key things that you focus on with somebody when you're coaching them to kind of hone in on what, you know, the individual wants or the company wants? Yeah, so uh, I've done the impossible goal a couple of ways. Um, it's, a, it's, it's that time of year, quite frankly, in December. Yep that I personally do look at, okay, so what's my personal or professional uh, impossible goal that I want to achieve in, in 2023? So I don't look at it as a new year's resolution. Um, those statistically drop off by February. Um, but I do believe that going in on one specific goal for 2023, you might have other goals personally and professionally, but the right. power of constraint and constraining to one specific goal, um, that will have the biggest impact in your life. And so one year it was, um, the weight loss for me, another year was, um, on a professional level with certifications. Um, another year was my business. And so, whatever it is, it might be a relationship um, with a client, it might be um, getting a promotion at work, whatever the case may be, is what the impossible goal is about is, again, it's something that right now, I just don't believe is possible. There's some limiting beliefs around it. I don't yet think it's possible. And so if someone says they wanna lose you know, 25 pounds, and I'll say, well, have you done it before? And I'll say, yeah. And I said, how much do you really, like, if you had a magic wand, what's, what's your number? What, what feels impossible? And they'll say, oh, like 50 or 60 pounds. I go, that's your goal. That's your impossible goal. Because it's not about, it's not necessarily about achieving it. It's the journey of getting there. The person that you uh, become along the way to lean into that discomfort, to face your fears, to um, up-level your, your confidence in being able to um, do what you say you're going to do, wear that outfit that you never thought you'd ever put on. Um, and, and so we work through whatever that may be, but it starts with the power of constraints. So I have um, my client like brainstorm a whole bunch of goals that they want to achieve. And then we streamline it to the number one goal that they want to work on. And that's really step number one. And step number two is picking that goal and then setting a, de a deadline date. So um, this time of year, if we start it now, a lot of people want to wait till January. I'm a big fan of just let's go for it in December, the hardest time, losing weight, drinking less, you know, um, some right. of the other goals, yeah. uh, there's no easy time. So why not pick it at the hardest time? That's what I did. Um, and so then, um, usually if it's a one-year goal, Hey, December 31st, 2023 at midnight. I mean, let's, let's just really get, uh, focused and specific on that. And then we go through a process of, what are all the reasons why it's impossible? So I just have them write it all down. What are all the reasons? And don't judge yourself on 
why you wrote down what you did. Don't edit it. Just let it all out. <laughs> Everything just it's your list and it's, it's your, for your eyes only. And then, um, like I said, from that obstacle, it's kind of like drawing a T on the left-hand side. It's, um, all the obstacles. And then on the right-hand side, like I said earlier, just draw an area. If, if, um, working 60 hours a week is, um, feels like an obstacle for you. It's like, what's a strategy to, to even start with a 1% way of getting better than you were yesterday. I believe in the 1% rule or the 1% analogy is what can I do today? That's 1% better than yesterday. So if, um, for me, like drinking water is okay. I'm always for the six uh, or eight uh, glasses, 64 ounces of water. Right. And so how can I like up level that? or get to the 1% better. Well, maybe it's 70 ounces or maybe it's nine glasses. So what happens is sometimes when we pick too much, like a gallon, let's say for example, it's like, I know in my head, I'm not gonna drink a gallon. So let's do 64 ounces and then kind of go to that 1% next level up or eating more greens or eat, drinking less alcohol, for example. Um, and I'm kind of on this weight loss because I think it's such a great um, area and it's that time of year where a lot of um, people pick this as a goal is yeah. what, as an example. And then um, the next really the next process is what are the 25 things I'm going to focus on for Q1 in 2023 for the upcoming year? What are 25 things that I'm going to try? What are the 25 things that I'm going to possibly fail at? And so I'll put, you know, 10 glasses of water, work out X amount of times per week, uh, drink only, you know, this much alcohol or eat two more cups of greens, implement essential oils. I mean, there's so many things that you come up with, but keep writing and come up with 25 because these are the 25 things you're going to try. And you don't have to do them all at the same time. So mm -hmm. backing up to, okay, so for January, let's say, what are the things that I'm going to try in January? And then I'm going to even back it up further is what is the, what are the things I'm going to do the first week of January? And then just keep working my way through Q1 and keep trying and keep taking action until I get the results I want. So that's where the coffee analogy and the coffee creamer came into, into the play. Um, drinking X amount of water was a big uh, game changer for me. Uh, cutting out flour, intermittent fasting. I mean, I pretty much, you have to keep trying until your body reacts to whatever's going to work for you. We're all bio-individuals. What works for me may not work for you. And that's why... You just got to keep trying different things. And then really um, the last thing I would say is um, you need a daily process for keeping yourself on track. And so I have a daily process of making sure that I journal every single day with what's called a thought download and getting all of the things that as soon as I wake up in the morning out of my head onto paper and then I have a process that I do and that I take my clients through um, a self-coaching process of how I'm going to show up today and, and look at my goal and how am I going to stay focused on that goal. And I take myself through a process of just asking myself questions. What are the reasons why I want this goal? Why am I equipped to do this goal? And what is one thing I'm going to do today that will get me closer to my goal? When I focus daily, every day on my goal, that keeps you centered and grounded on what is, again, the goal that is going to have the biggest impact on you and your life. Um, and that's really kind of the process. And of course, this is much longer. I'm giving you kind of the, the yeah. you know, reader's digest version of this, but it is a process that I, I personally um, 
when I had a coach and I went through different goal setting processes and, and going through it, I truly believe the difference of losing weight and keeping it off was not only the mindset, but also working with a coach that will help me stay grounded and hold me accountable and really help with the managing the mind. Yeah, you, you like that, that's brilliant. You like kind of answered a couple of questions that I had floating around in my head. Like one of them was, you know, pertains directly to the impossible goal. Like, how do you even get into talking about that subject? Because impossible in itself would suggest that it's probably not something that you would bring up. Like you said about the weight, like, do you want 20, 25 pounds? Well, what do you think is impossible? 50. Okay, well, then let's go for that. Like, <laughs> I mean how do you even get into a conversation about what's impossible like that's, that's... well you have to well, I, for me I can think of impossible things all day long because I see, am I a dreamer like that yeah see to me like like just even it, embarking on that conversation mm. is completely alien to me it's like well what am I going to bring up it's bloody impossible <laughs> isn't it you know what I mean like like yeah then, you know and then there was someone else i couldn't even think of 25 things to write down <laughs> yes you could oh god well and that's the beauty of taking clients through the process is it's because right now that is just um continues to prove that it feels impossible because already your mind is saying I'm not sure if I can come up with a possible goal. I can't even think of 25 things. Do you see where your mind is already oh, going? Absolutely. You've already yeah. got, like literally, <laughs> you've already got my like I'm I'm I, I get something out of it. Every one of these that we've done, I get something out of it. You know, I, I really do. I genuinely do. Yeah. Um yeah, and it's made me like I, I come into this, I'm like, I I don't know, like. I don't even know I'm going to have any questions, right? <laughs> I, like, it's so alien for me, but like now I'm already, no, but now I'm is, already thinking. But you are, you are like, and I, you would be an ideal client. Like I will be an impossible client and you will be an ideal client <laughs> because you are, coach, you are coachable. I mean, we're all coachable with the right person, but right. you know, so you, the, I'm laughing at you because the way you say things cracks me up. Not because no, I no, don't think no, that it's you can good. do this. Yeah, I think I think where people sometimes get hung up too is um so there's people who really are like goal getters, right? And so the other thing is um not some personalities have like a laissez-faire approach to like life. And then there's a personality. There's all different types of personality types. But at the end of the day, I think that all of us, whatever it might be, it doesn't even have to be 50 pounds, like an impossible goal for somebody else might be 25 pounds because right. it doesn't feel possible for them that yeah. just happened to be my example in my case whereas somebody in business that's going out for business for themselves an impossible goal for somebody who maybe like made i don't know 50,000 one year and want to level up to 100,000 and double their business the next year that might feel impossible to them somebody else might say no i'm going for a million and that's impossible for them. So to up level from 50,000 to a million. So it's really up to the individual. There's no wrong or right, like right. number or weight or revenue goal or sales goal, uh, for example, of whatever your goal is. Um, gosh, I've had um, a, examples of somebody who like wanted to, um, wasn't sure if they like wanted to stay married. And so, you know, the impossible goal was how can I, not I, but the client continue yeah. like to 
stay married and what measurements can they put into place and what 25 epic things do they need to work on and, and how could they measure it? Well, well, how many fights do you have now? And how, you know, do you, can you, as many tomorrow, many, yeah. yes. And you know, how many times have you slept on the couch or whatever their issues were, you know, right. you just work through those. And so, um, for somebody that impossible goal doesn't necessarily have to be, like I said, 50 pounds or a million dollars. It's just it's something whatever. that's perceived as being impossible. Yeah. 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 Somebody, it might be buying their first house. It might yeah. be, you know, buying their retirement home. It might be, you know, moving away from family and, you know, how do they want to navigate through like leaving their elderly parents that they might have to take care of and they live in another state. I mean, there's so many different elements that, that, um, yeah, that come up. Yeah, no, I definitely got my, my head spinning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And thinking, you know, yeah. And it's not, that's not something that I thought that I would get out of this to be perfectly honest. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. That's fantastic. I'm going to tip, tip this coffee away because it's got cream in it. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about this. I'm like literally personally for myself, I am, you've got my wheel spinning and I, Lee's probably nervous over there, but I like honestly feel like I need to either create something or change careers or I'm not sure what it is, but something I need something more. Yeah. So so yeah. So yeah, that's a like a whole nother conversation. But mm-hmm. um, you know, when you started to talk about like what brings you joy and you know you could do your own brainstorm of what that um those joys are and kind of work through a, a process of, of elimination. And, and a lot of times I think about um, something that you might've done when you were small or as a child that you um, like remember brought you joy. So like for me, my example, I didn't even talk about it was I played teacher like all the time. I had fake I had fake students. I had a composition book. I had a grade book. I taught on a chalkboard. And lo and behold, training and development is where I ended up doing. So a lot of times some of there might be something that either clicks or bridges from your childhood or your your puppies or nutrition, weight loss, fitness. I mean, there might be something that um, we brainstorm together to, you know, but just think about that. You might want to just take a step back, like, think about what did you like to do as a kid and, um, what were some of your hobbies and you never know, sometimes that sparks it as well. Okay. That's so funny because my daughter, that's also a health coach, uh, Ashley, that you've I think you heard her podcast. She yeah, also, I listened to that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for Christmas, I remember getting her a whiteboard and a pointer, and because she used to play teacher all the time. Yeah, and so yeah, that's a trip. Isn't yeah. that funny? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's definitely there is a correlation of the inner child in all of us who may have like, and you you may not even think of it the first time, right. It might on an aha moment might happen when you start thinking about, um, like, quite frankly, if you're on an, a walk by yourself with no podcast going on and it's you and the dog and on a walk, a lot mm-hmm. of times your mind starts spinning and things come up during that time as well. And then just take your phone out and talk and text yourself. Like what, what thoughts are going through your head? Cause you'll forget by the time you get home. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. And you've quite clearly got a better behaved dog than us. Yeah, I'm our dog, so. <laughs> I said, you've quite clearly got a better behaved dog than us because you ain't taken either of ours on a walk. <laughs> they have each other to wrestle with. Yes, yes. All right, Cindy. So here's the part um, 
where I want to ask you, what brings you the most joy? I just love that question. And when I think about what brings me the most joy on a personal level, um, it's been so nice to uh, relocate from San Diego to Prescott in Prescott Valley, Arizona. And uh, my husband and I have just these wonderful every week date nights. And sometimes they're date days, but uh, we try to do something different or go to a new restaurant or try a new hike. And so I think date nights and date days and um, spending time with my husband one-on-one is super, not only important, but it brings me so much joy. And I love to hike and my walking partner is Brody, my lab, and he just brings me so much joy to um, make me feel safe and just get out in nature, going outdoors. I love to be outdoors. Um, I've, I've played sports, every kind of sports you can think of, <laughs> probably, including on a men's roller hockey team for years. And I think trying new things, new sports, going to new places, stretching myself from a learning perspective is really important to me. And it brings me so much joy, um, going to different places in Arizona and kind of exploring here, uh, being in, um, San Diego, my whole life and, and coming to Arizona, there's so much to do and there's so many places to visit and just getting to know my, my new state, here and um, meeting new friends out here as well. I think from a professional standpoint, you know, as a life coach, um, I love connecting with clients to take a look at what their life looks like now. And, you know, is there an area that they'd like to work on big or small and really help them um, either meet their goals or take a look at what they want to improve personally or professionally and, and help them gain that forward momentum, um, to get there. And then from a leadership development and working with organizations and clients in, um, more of a a management and leadership capacity. I love creating programs to, um, help leaders move forward, close the gaps and watching people take learning into their own hands and and self-develop from a professional standpoint and become better people, become better leaders in their organization. And just watching that unfold uh, brings me so much joy uh, from a professional standpoint as well. So, you know, those are some of the things that um, uh, bring me joy. I think waking up to the career that I have now and being able to do what I love and helping others. And uh, for me to be a continued lifelong learner myself by listening to podcasts and I'm always um, either stretching myself and growing horizontally, not like up a ladder, but growing horizontally in my my current um, role and as an owner and continuing to uh, work on myself um, also brings me so much joy. So I think that's, that's what brings me joy. That's awesome. Yeah, that is phenomenal. Yeah. Being that I, we figured out, I think I've known you for, if not 30 years, real darn close to it. And yeah, I know we haven't been like, you know, you know close we haven't not been friends but we haven't been close friends throughout the years but I have watched you personally you know grow and your life change and and all the great things so and vice versa absolutely all right Wilson is there anything else that you want to add to what you've shared already no I think um we covered a lot of information today and, and hopefully this was um, helpful. Um, I think that um, kind of the takeaways is, are that, you know, everybody has an area of their life that may not um, be perfect and life isn't perfect. But if there is an area where somebody does feel stuck or that there's a, like an obstacle 
of um, why they won't go after one of their goals or a dream job or, you know, lose that weight for the last time, for example. And I really think that whether it's um, working with a coach or a mentor uh, to help somebody kind of guide them through how to get there so that they do have the life and live the life that they want. Um, and, and they don't have any obstacles in their way. Um, I just wish that for everybody, um, you know, in, in my circle and outside my circle is to, um, take that opportunity to invest in yourself. Um, however you choose to do that. Uh, well, yeah, well, what a great thought. What a great, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, put all of your information on the show notes, but uh, like, just quick, like, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you? Like some people say they like Facebook, some Instagram, some their website. Do you like, is there any particular way you like to communicate best with people? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, um, both at Cindy Ling uh, Coaching. Um, but you can also connect with me through my website. Um, you can either drop me your email address. Um, I do not contact you a bunch of times like a lot of these uh, service providers. Um, you can opt in um, to just receive my welcome letter and kind of a, a freebie. And then if you want to um, have a free one hour uh, consultation uh, with me, you can connect with me um, through my website or through my my email address, uh, which is cindy at cindyulingcoaching.com. Wonderful. Perfect. Okay, well, we really enjoyed this. Like I am, I'm gonna probably talk his ear off for the next, how much longer are we gonna be awake for? <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm really excited. And I'm definitely going to be contacting you um, for on a personal level for myself. Um, I'm going away right now to write down 25 impossible goals for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again for having me. And it was such a pleasure to see you guys. And oh, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Too, you. Thanks so much for spending this time with us. I, I, I'm not joking. I, yeah, I, I got stuff out of this that I didn't anticipate at all. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, Cindy. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate this. I'm buzzing. I'm, well, I'm thank excited. you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. And it's, it's so great to see you guys. Well, that's what we were curious about this time. What are you curious about? Please feel free to send us a message. Or if you'd like to be a guest, you could also let us know as well. Have a great day.